What's up, Georgia football fans? My name is Scott Duvall, and you are listening to episode 336 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. This is the post-game show of Georgia's 50-30 to SEC championship victory over the LSU Tigers. Tony and Will were at the game, my two co-hosts, Tony Waller and Will Each. They were at the game, and they are also on this post-game podcast episode. So buckle your seatbelts, get ready for about 30 minutes of manic football discussion, including the look back at the game and looking forward to the big Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl college football playoff versus Ohio State. And here's Will to get it all started. Hello, I'm Will Leach, and welcome to the Wait Since Last Saturday podcast. I'm here with Tony Waller, as always, in our post game. We were hoping Scott would join us for a little jumbo package post game because we're not sure exactly when we're going to be doing our preview of the college football playoff championship game. So we're just going to hit a little both the first half. We'll discuss, uh, Tony and I will discuss what happened in at Mercedes Benz Stadium on Saturday. And then we will talk a little bit about Ohio State and about the whole college football playoff business. But before we do an actual preview later, but first off, Tony, 50 points, <laughs> 50 points in the SEC championship game, 50 to 30. I know that uh, you saw Kirby Smart interviewed a lot, both after the game and then this morning, talking about the playoff stuff about how our defense has got to be better than that. And, and I think there's a little bit of motivation aspect, particularly because they're playing a team that's got a pretty good offense. But I did not necessarily feel that like George's offense was being like, <laughs> excuse me, Georgia's defense was really putting, making a ton of mistakes. It just, it was just kind of a weird game flow sort of thing where there was just a lot of stuff happening in a lot of ways. Um, but listen, for the second time since Gary Smart has become the coach at the University of Georgia, Georgia has won the SEC. Uh, I feel like the team kind of wanted to lead with that before any playoff stuff. And I totally understand that because it's cool to win the SEC. And that's what Georgia just did. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I think it's worth, and we can dig into this when we talk later this month, we start talking about the Peach Bowl proper, but I think it's worth noting that it is very much a game flow flow thing. I mean, this was a, this was a buffet of everything you've thought about Georgia football, right? Jumped out to the big lead. Uh, yeah, good, good on Nussmeyer. You know, it, it, it was disheartening to give up 20 points in the second half. Um, but you know, there. I mean, we can talk. We can do a game breakdown. I um, there was never a point after Georgia went up twenty-one-seven where I felt like, okay, we're in trouble. Actually, after we went, we stopped them. We were up fourteen to seven. I was like, I, right, yeah, I turned, I turned to my my daughter Maggie who was with me. I was like, uh, you, uh, your SEC championship game jinx is about to end because <laughs> uh, she was she she was with me at the nineteen game against LSU, mm-hmm. and it um. And put it this way, Georgia lost that SEC championship game in 19, and had they scored a trash touchdown or two in the fourth quarter, this is exactly the game we would have felt. There's something there for you to be like, hey, you good on you, LSU. Uh, but also, um, I still don't think Georgia went full Georgia offensively this game. <laughs> and um, and they know, scored 50. Is, what's that? And they scored 50. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look you you can't you can't count on a um you can't count on black field goal return for a touchdown every game. You can't count on a um a doink tip interception inside the twenty. Uh, but that's what happens when you are a team as good as Georgia is, who is always prepared for every situation. Uh, and that was the culmination of what we saw yesterday. 
First off, that play was fun, right? I, I think we've, I think CBS showed the split screen of special yes. team coach, which was very enjoyable. I think we all kind of felt that way. I have to, I had actually looked on from the play. I was with my wife, Alexa. I actually had totally moved on. I was like, wait, what's 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 happening? And of course, and uh, you may know this, Tony, as someone that hosts a podcast. When you're surrounded by people that that uh, either they everyone they always everyone always looks at you like uh, like, hey, you're the one that does a podcast about this, or you're the one that writes about sports. Can you explain what happened? And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, I, I'd already looked away. Sorry, I completely <laughs> missed everything that happened there. Uh, uh, very very smart play, but I think that's right. I think it's a key thing that gets lost a little bit is, you know, listen when you're where Georgia is, you kind of put yourself in positions to have stuff like that happen. I think sometimes people act like it's all random and just weird things kind of land up. But I mean, Georgia's got a bunch of athletes and really a bunch of smart players that are coached really well and things are going to like that are going to pop up once in a while. I think the main thing I might want to talk about this in this game though is, you know, uh, in, in uh, this was certainly in his third SEC championship game appearance, <laughs> the best that has been by a substantial remark. Uh, this was, I like that you kind of pointed out that like they scored all these points without really the offense feeling really all that unleashed. But I kind of felt like this was as good as he's maybe been all year, right? <laughs> and I think yeah, that he like, was, he like, was definitely like, I, yeah. I think you're you're exactly right. I uh, I just got done rewatching the first half because uh, I wanted to. Well, one, I wanted to see Jalen Carter pick up uh, Daniels and give the number one. Um, I had really wished he'd credited him like a baby and, and called him George. He's <laughs> close. He he close, <laughs> close. Um, so yeah, I, and it's interesting to me that, um, Stetson, Stetson Bennett had, I, I still think there's a, a, a possibility Stetson Bennett is in New York next weekend. I'm not saying he will be, I'm just saying there is a possibility or when two weekends, whenever it is. Um, but having said that, had had he had he remained on the same pace, he absolutely would have been there, right? We were talking at the tailgate. Uh, what's Sessing got to do to make sure he gets invited to New York? And I was like, well, he's got to get four touchdowns. He has three hundred yards passing. Uh, you know, he has you know a couple of those. Oh my God, this is this guy can make those plays. And we got real close to that. He had two hundred seventy four. He's twenty three of twenty nine, four TDs. Um, and there was only like. Two passes were like, ooh, what are you doing there, Stetson? And 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 his receivers, to, to be fair, it wasn't like he was throwing it into triple coverage. He just he threw a ball off his back foot when he was about to he just just taken the sack like early in the second quarter. But he just hit he he hit uh Rosemary Jack Saint uh and another one with Bullard on third third down on that second or third drive. And um it's um you know somebody texted me texted me today and said, like, you know, we've had three um three we played in three like high leverage four high leverage games uh and Stetson Bennett has been the player of the game of of all three of the wins and that being the Orange Bowl the national championship game and now the SEC championship game and to think where he has come from that that game in Alabama where we were like that first quarter or first half he looked really good and then suddenly it was like oh well yeah there's the Stetson Bennett there's the walk-on showing up um he 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 the game is in slow motion to him right now. And that is what you want out of Setson Bennett. It's what you want out of any quarterback, but certainly Setson Bennett. And he is happening for him right now. Yeah, remember, like it's, I don't really feel like the whole wow, is he uh, uh he's too short, getting the ball knocked down. <laughs> like that whole thing is not a thing that really pops up that much anymore. So what do you think? Do, do you agree with Kirby that with Kirby Smart that like there was 
the defense was a letdown. Like he like, or this is gonna cost them if they don't figure that out at some point. He seemed pretty irritated with it with the defense. Do you think that is um him play acting a little bit, or did you actually see any concern? Well, I think I think two things can be true at one at the same time, right? The first is you when you're Kirby Smart, the standard is you 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 play shutdown. I I think our defensive uh, especially in the second half, we played we played pretty soft zone. Um, you know, and, and Nussmeyer, whom if you had asked me before I saw the numbers, I would have said, oh, he was he was twenty of thirty for five hundred yards, right? Uh, in reality, he was fifteen of twenty seven uh, for for three hundred yards. But he, um, yeah, we just we just we I think we softened up. Um, I, I, it's interesting. The other part that's interesting to me about this is like there were some players that had really really tough games um i i don't know i i put it this way so you know tiffany she hears practice i have a feeling keely ringo is going to hear his name a lot in practice over the next three weeks um he he did not he he i mean he had some fantastic plays he prevented a touchdown on one of the earlier drives he i think he had did he have an interception i don't remember if he did or not uh but he he had some pass breakups but he also got he, I don't know whether he was looking in the looking at the wrong place, whether he was watching the wrong guy, or he just got beat on some some routes. But he 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 struggled some. And, and the other part is, um, I felt like particularly in the in the first half, we we might have had some of the worst tackling we've had. Um, so you know that. It, so I, I think two things can be true at the same time, right? That that the defense and by structure, we were basically playing like you know what. You're if you score touchdowns, you're going to have to uh, you're going to have to go on long distances, and you're going to have to like hit some big shots, which they did. Um, but the the reality is, it's like I also feel like um, I also feel like that had Kirby gone to Schumann, uh, Schumann and Muschamp said, "I right, lock it down." Um, it probably probably could have been, and frankly, I think that's probably what they did uh, in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, after LSU had the 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 two long um two long passing plays there that that got them uh got them to the touchdowns and, and especially at the end of the game because I you know after that touchdown that made it uh 50 to 30 and I definitely want to talk to how we got to 50 uh the two point conversion um that uh that that was kind of at that point I think it was uh I think Kirby was kind of tired of seeing what he had seen it was like all right we're 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 done doing this we're going to they're going to stay out of the end zone the rest of the game. Um, or, you know, some of y'all can walk back. I don't know. I don't know what I told them. But, you know, after that touchdown, you know, they got the ball back and they ran seven plays and got 28 yards, right? Every other every other drive, they had gone 65, 60, you know, 83. They've gone 46 before we got the interception in the end zone there. Um, so I, I, I think there are things to work with. In a lot of ways, maybe this is the way to frame this is that Kirby Smart got what he wanted. He got a 50 to 30 win. And he gets to yell at the defense about how poorly they played, at least in the second half, uh, for three weeks. So, especially <laughs> look, yeah, you know, we, we, we'll get to we'll get to Ohio State in a minute, and certainly later this month. But yeah. you know, they're they're more Garrett, they're they're more Jaden Daniels not hurt or Garrett Nussmeyer than um than Jaden Daniels hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While I have you, before we get into our uh, we we start talking about t-shirts and get into the Ohio State stuff. Uh, and really the playoff stuff in general. Uh, go ahead and talk about that two point conversion if you feel so inclined. So <laughs> I, I, it was totally lost to me who threw it. So we spent uh, probably twenty minutes after the game waiting for traffic to die out, breaking that down. And 
it was okay. Why do you do that there? Why do you do that there? And I know Kirby has some comments after the game about that, but I think there are two reasons. You know, first, because screw you. Um, I think that very much had that in it. It's like, all right, look, Brian, just stay down the mat. Let's just let the clock run out here. The second is, I think he wanted to run that play because he wanted to give Mitchell a thing, right? Mitchell has fought so hard to come back and to to put him in the situation to get to to run that play. And and you also put some more game tapes, like, oh God, now Georgia's got this play too. Um, it'll be fun. It, I think that was very much a piece of red meat for the crowd. Uh, and hey, I'm here for red meat for the crowd if it's a Georgia crowd. Uh, if, if I'm if I'm the intended target of the red meat, because God knows I love red meat. Uh, but it was fun, right? That was a fun play. It was a it was a neat little play. And the second like Stetson pitched it to him, I was like, we're about to run a a, a throwback here. I thought he was going to throw it back to Stetson. I mean, then you know, of course. At that point, you got one guy trying to guard either Brock Bowers or A.D. Mitchell, and that's just unfair. Yeah, it was uh, it was fun. And uh, that's actually a good way to talk a little bit uh, briefly about the crowd. I was at the LSU game as you're uh, – I, I was – I don't know if I consider myself a jinx, but you know, I was apparently a bit of a jinx of the game. Uh, the vibe, Not only was the vibe and the way the game went different, but like – you know that day, if you remember that game was super expensive, but not because of Georgia fans. It was because right. LSU fans all showed up. Uh, Georgia fans ran that place yesterday. I talked to my, my I talked to my friend uh, um, Brett, uh, who lives in New Orleans, an old blog friend of mine, a Cajun boy, as he was known back in the day. And he was like, "Yeah, I was gonna go." He's a diehard LSU guy. So I was gonna go, but I don't know. After the Texas A and M game, why? <laughs> and I totally understand that. And uh, and I think you could tell by the fact how many fact there were there were a lot more Georgia fans. That place was oh yeah, uh, yeah. very packed. And the, and the same with our friend Zach Rao. He uh, he let me know on Wednesday he wasn't making it, but it, uh, it there was somebody had tweeted something about yeah Georgia doesn't care about this SEC championship. And I was like no okay now do the LSU side and um, so seventy five twenty five is that an overestimation Georgia fans that I I'd see maybe even eighty twenty I'd say maybe yeah. eighty twenty yeah. And we were loud. I didn't recognize how loud we were until I watched the rewatched the first half, uh, just how loud it sounded. And, and of course, that can be some TV uh, stagecraft, but it it was it was pretty loud in there. I mean, you know, the LSU jumped offside on their second drive, and it was a good Georgia crowd. And it heartened me, right? Because I did not buy into the Georgia doesn't care about the SEC championship uh, thing. I think I think Georgia fans certainly did. Uh, maybe not in this exactly the same way they would they they would have in eighteen or nineteen. Uh, but certainly last night they showed up. We showed up and showed out. It's very exciting when that happens. <laughs> like yeah. It's very, very fun. All right. Before we get into everything else that happened over the weekend, uh, we should uh, talk about uh, uh, talk to our talk about our, our, our handsome sponsors. And uh, my the, currently my family is watching Edward Scissorhands in the other room. And I think they're really enjoying it. So uh, the, I'm not going to ask them whether they are fully clothed at this moment. But uh, uh, if I ha- if I see uh, like a random person on the street. Yeah, maybe uh, and 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 who's need of either sustenance or garb. Um, I think that's who I'll clothe. And so if I do that, how will I clothe them this holiday season? Well, Will, it happens the seven six apparel company has you covered. If you do not know how to find the seven six, you can find them out on their social media, uh, Twitter, Instagram. This is actually this is actually Scott's place, but uh to figure this out. But uh, you can also find them on the internets, uh, mm-hmm. D76, spell it out, dot com. I have it on good authority that uh, the person that's second place in front office pools is going to get some UGA uh, UGA swag. Uh, but um, why, why aren't we giving it to the person that got first place, Tony Waller? 
Well, I just it's it's probably it's probably fine that you know that that uh, that that we don't give it to one of the co-hosts of the show. Oh, uh, what, is one of the co-hosts the one that finished in first place? I think one of us did. I, I, right, I as right, I as I told up. as I told my wife uh, earlier, she said, "I wonder where I finished." I said, "At least second. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had I had a good year. I had a good year. I won it. But uh, there are some some pretty cool some pretty cool things. I got a couple of new things out there. Including a, a really good looking uh, Maverick hoodie, which has the 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 silver, the red, black, and white strip with uh, the state of Georgia behind it, and then the state stripes hoodie, black. Hey, we're gonna need it because we're playing in the Peach Bowl later on. But we appreciate the seven six uh, seven six apparel sponsorship all season long. Uh, go check them out on Twitter, Instagram, or at their website. And will if you hate shipping charges as I do, you can always enter WSLS. At checkout and get free shipping. WSLS. I'd like to note. I will shout out the one of their newest uh, t-shirts is literally a picture of a cheeseburger with a flag that says with a fifty coming out of it because they put up a fifty burger. So I appreciate that. I just Uh, saw that. That's incredible. I got no beef with that. There's no question uh, about that. Hey, so they're going to play Ohio State. Uh, They could have played USC, but we knew going in on Saturday they would not be playing USC because they were out. There was still a small little part of me that thought there was maybe a chance they would play Texas Christian or. Alabama, uh, but no, it's Ohio State. I think you can make an argument. Um, uh, listen, Michigan beat Ohio State and wiped them out right, right well, and I, they deserved the right to be there. I still think you could make the argument that the two most talented teams in the college football playoff are, are, are uh, Georgia and Ohio State. <laughs> I think there's a very real possibility of that being the case. Um, what we'll, we won't get into the matchup so much yet, but what you, what did you think of seeing the playoffs up this morning? And and, and are you going to be able to get back in time from the semi, from this college football playoff semifinal game to get out to Tampa for the Relia Quest Bowl between Illinois and Mississippi, Mike Leach's Mississippi State Bulldogs? Well, so we'll um, I, I I probably will not. I the the thing I will tell you the other thing we talked about uh, at length at the um at the our tailgate with with Wayne and Tiffany and and uh, uh, some others we um they were convinced we we're going to play at four. I was like, guys, there's no way we're playing at four if it's Ohio State. If it's if if it, if they put Ohio State third, uh, if if TCU uh, loses this game at the time we didn't know they were going to lose or had lost. Uh, if they put Ohio State second and they do a rematch, uh, Michigan Ohio State, that's going to be an eight o'clock game. But if, if it's Ohio State Georgia, we're going to play them at eight p.m. That's going to be the you know that is going to be you know number one versus Ohio State, which is probably one of the bigger draws in college football. Um, that's just that's just going to be I I from my own personal um, from my own personal standpoint, I would have rather played that four o'clock game. It is New Year's Eve. I have teenagers, <laughs> uh, which means it's gonna it's gonna take some logistics because I can't just leave some teenagers hanging out the house on New Year's Eve by themselves. Yeah, why? Uh, I, I, I don't have any teenagers well, yet. I don't, I don't I, remember. I mean, I have I have homeowners insurance for that, <laughs> but um, but you know the the reality is is like let's strip away whatever pretense there is here. They are trying to build up. They're trying to build up ratings, right? If um, you know, and I I was fully prepared. Uh, whenever it was, it looked like Georgia and Alabama might end up playing. Uh, you know, uh, there were last year there was a whole like, oh, the one four, it's going to be Georgia Alabama to match a rematch. And I was like, I don't know if they'll do a rematch because you know Cincinnati is a G five school. But I was fully prepared for that because you know, let's um, let's let let's uh, we just you should match number one versus. 
the team that's fourth. Um, and I'm not saying that I'm not saying Ohio State is not fourth, uh, but I think if you were to do, well, I haven't looked at the coaches poll, I haven't looked at the AP poll. I assume Ohio State's in front of TCU and both of those uh, because they're probably a better team. Um, but that's fine. You know what? We we have to beat we we have to beat two more teams, and the fact that we are in the position um, to need to beat two more teams to win another national championship will. That's another one, mm-hmm. the second one in a row. It doesn't really matter to me which team we play. Um, I, 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 I mean, I, of course I want the easiest path possible, but you know, if it's Ohio state, it's Ohio state. We got to, we have to beat. if, if we didn't play Ohio state, we'd have to beat the winner of Ohio state, Michigan. So whatever, that's, that's fine. Um, but that's, it's, uh, it, so putting that aside, what a great year for your line. I will, man, this is <laughs> awesome. New year's day bowl, getting to play an sec team in Tampa. How cool is that? I have to say, I, I, as uh, one thing I do always enjoy is when uh, Georgia fans occasionally notice Illinois football, and that would have been awesome if they would have gone to the Music City Bowl, which is going to be Iowa, Kentucky. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> right, but if they'd have been the hey, Music first City twenty-five Bowl, wins, yeah, and Music City Bowl that, that's at noon on New Year's Eve. So I was hoping Illinois was going to go to that bowl, so everyone would like wet their whistle. With the Illinois game that day, but a loss, you'll just have to said wet your whistle with a noon game on January second. Uh, uh, a couple of days later, as we're all still preparing for the national championship game after Georgia beats Ohio State, but we won't make any picks just yet. Um, it is interesting. I, I, I just, I really do think that Ohio State, at their best, is better than Michigan, <laughs> and I think, and I think, frankly, at something less than their best, they're better than Texas Christian. But I think you're right. I think you, you got to like the, at this point, the idea that Georgia, which is going to be playing this game in front of a home crowd on New Year's Eve. Um, I mean, I know more, how much more you can ask for <laughs> than, than what, than what, what they've got. And listen, they will, we'll do our big preview show. So I don't think, I think we have to nail it down too much, but I do think there is something to be said for, um, I was curious about what happens if, if Georgia is ever in Alabama's position, that Alabama was in the position this year, would Kirby go do kind of the politicking that Saban did? And I know people kind of made fun of Saban for a little bit, but I don't know. I kind of feel like that's kind of his job to do that. <laughs> like, yes. I don't think he has to really worry about shame. I think I actually would kind of want Kirby Smart to do that. If uh, like, I think hopefully George would have a better case than Alabama because I think no amount of politicking was going to do him any good. But uh, I have to say, if it's ever close or anything along those lines, I would like to have him go make the case. Frankly, I didn't have a big problem with that. No, absolutely not. And they're like, well, you know, you're just blah, blah. I'm like, come on, man. They, they, first off, he has a pecuniary, pecuniary interest here. He gets a bonus if he makes the playoffs. Uh, but on top of that, it's look, it's. It's the college football playoff. You're paid as a coach to win championships. And uh, I know there are people that will say, oh, you should have won your football games. Well, yeah, yeah, you should have. But there also is a world where you can go out and we've seen that happen in the past where you politic and might even convince them to get to, to, to look the other way. But the reality is. I think they got the four best teams in uh, and I don't, I don't have a, dis, I'm not disappointed with the four teams they picked um, had Southern Cal won, I think they should have put Southern Cal in over Ohio state. Although there are a lot of people, including Ryan day, who was politicking the other way and no one's excoriating Ryan day about this. Um, so it's, you know, this is part of the world we live in. And frankly, in two years, uh, the number 13 team is going to be politicking to get in. So <laughs> yeah. that's just, that's the world we live in. 
Uh, it's just, it, it just really is. I mean, you see this in college basketball where you have bubble team coaches who lose in the second day of their, their conference tournament. And they'll ask them the question. They'll say, well, I certainly think we have that's th- that team in there. That's a, that's an NCAA tournament team. Well, yeah, of course they're going to say that they're not going to say, nope, we didn't deserve to be there. So, um, yeah, and so some some interesting matchups in bowl season. Uh, the Rose Bowl is going to be Utah versus Penn State. So the Rose Bowl gets a Pac ten big uh, Big Ten or Pac twelve Big Ten matchup. Uh, probably the, the right one with Utah and Penn State. Um, uh, the Cotton Bowl is going to feature Southern Cal versus Tulane, which should be uh, pretty doggone interesting. And then Alabama Kansas State. Look, I watched the first half of the Kansas State game. Uh, I thought they hung with TCU pretty good. Uh, that is quite the turnaround for Kansas State. Good for yeah. for climbing and what they've done out there. Um, yeah, we'll do. We'll probably pick these games when we talk later this month. But man, this has all the all the makings of an Alabama that Utah Alabama um, Sugar Bowl, where right. Alabama just like has three quarters team opt out and they just don't show up to play. Yeah. And then an all orange Orange Bowl, Tennessee Clemson. Clemson. Watch this game on black and white, or just listen to it on the radio, guys. Is going to be ugly. When I say ugly, I mean just the uh, sartorial, uh, <laughs> godforsaken sartorialness is going to happen there. Um, but you know, overall, I love bowl. I love bowl season. Well, I love bowl season. I I don't understand why people complain. I think they should be eighty-seven bowl games. Mm-hmm. It is so much fun. You know what, guys? We're going to have bowl games on a Wednesday in the between Christmas and New Year's. UCF, <laughs> Duke, Arkansas, Kansas, North Carolina, Oregon. That's I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know it's just TV content. I don't care. I'm here for it. Yeah, it'll be fun. <laughs> and and it gets to be a part of it this year. Uh, so uh, uh, very exciting uh, times to say at least. All right. Well, I don't know when we're going to do our next show. We would not, we probably would do one this week, but I'm in New York. I'm in New York. I'm in Syracuse on Monday night in New York City for the rest of the week. So uh, so I will be running around a little bit. Uh, I'll be at Madison Square Garden on Tuesday night, by the way, watching the Illini play Texas. So that will be kind of hey. enjoyable. Hey, Will, before before we go, I do want to say, I do want to make one quick uh, note. Uh, I do want to, by the way, uh, some say Bennett is still drunk. Is the uh, he, uh, They are second place. Um, dog looks, say congrats, Tony. Uh, this is, <laughs> that's um, that's the one that was, uh, that has changed our name every week. Mm-hmm. They end up in third. Uncle Bear is fourth. Uh, AU Eagle is fifth. Um, so I appreciate everybody that played. Will, you're sneaking in there in the top 10, just yeah. right above our man, Robert, Dogfan1980. Um, but uh, uh, some say Bennett is still drunk. I'll uh, I'll reach out to you. But if you want to go ahead and reach out to Scott, uh, they'll get connected. Scott will get connected with you and get you some swag. I will do a bowl pick them. I'll have it set up this week. I'll send out the invites uh, and also get those tweeted out. Uh, bowl season starts pretty quickly, right? Well, mm-hmm. I think after, after Army-Navy, uh, which is next week, which, by the way, low-key, one of my favorite games of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Friday, December 16th, first uh, we kick off with the Bahama Bowls. By the way, I know none of the teams I ever support will ever go to the Bahamas Bowl, but Miami at UAB versus UAB, it always tends to be nutso uh, down there. So turn it on. It's worth watching. It's 1130 on a Friday in the middle of uh, the middle of Christmas. So get you some. Absolutely. So we will do, we don't know exactly when yet, but we will be doing a preview podcast, uh, obviously, of the big Ohio State game. But hey, Georgia won the SEC and they're in the college football playoff. Life's good. Enjoy this, everyone. This is the good stuff. This is the good stuff right here. Yeah. So I saw a, I saw a, a thing. Georgia's now 31 and one, uh, is now in the like top five of all time, you know, runs of, uh, you know, a national championship and, 
only one loss. Uh, not quite there with Oklahoma with their 52-game unbeaten streak, but uh, we're talking like 15 to 17 Alabama and uh, what was it, uh, 16 to 18, um, 16 to 18 Clemson, I guess it was one of them. You know, the, the great Southern Cal teams, the early aughts, uh, and the, the Miami teams of the early aughts. So this is fun, guys. We're living in the Halcyon days. Let's enjoy it. Feels like while we're here, as I said, we should just probably go ahead and win the national championship while we're kind of hanging around. I'm game if you are, Tony. Um, all right, we will do a preview show at some point, uh, pretty soon, but otherwise. Uh, hope everybody enjoy the weekend. Until we talk to you next, go dogs. Go dogs. And thanks so much for listening. Uh, yeah, make sure to get a lookout. Yeah, keep a lookout for the bowl pickums that Tony's going to put out. And uh, yeah, congratulations. Uh, we did it. 13 and 0. The dogs have two more to go. Um, I couldn't be more excited. I know y'all feel the same way. Thanks so much for listening all season. We got a couple more before the end of the year, and we couldn't be happier about it. Go check out the76.com for all of your Bulldog apparel, and we'll see you on campus. And as always, go dogs.